Hello, George. Welcome to Your Turn podcast. I'm really excited to uh, have you here as my guest today. Really want to learn about your pivots, your decision in becoming an entrepreneur and uh, your journey into this. Uh, so maybe briefly introduce yourself and then we can uh, start from there. Yeah, for sure. Well, first off, uh, it's nice to see your face again. It has it's been a couple of months, so I'm super happy you got me on the podcast. Uh, to give you a little breakdown about me, um, I'm the founder and CEO of WaveConnect. So really what we're trying to do here is modernize the way people network. So typically nowadays, a lot of the times we're using paper business cards and it's something we've been using for quite some time. So uh, we're just trying to revolutionize the way people connect uh, through digital business cards and uh, QR codes. Yeah, yeah, great. And um, you're still side hustling. So maybe let's start immediately with this. So how are you combining this? It's rough. <laughs> combining a full-time job with your own startup and, and you know, we're, we're gaining some traction as well. So uh, it's, it's very tough. You have to just be able to manage your time. Um, but, but typically, you know, what I say is if you're not working hard, then you're probably not working at all. So uh, usually after five, you know, I s stick through it probably till 12, one o'clock and just to continue to build. What I found is, um, you know, I have a good team around me that's I'm able to delegate to. So really, I've, I've built that sort of system where, you know, I can manage many of the things that are happening at Wave, but at the same time, have other people continue to work with me to, to build it out. So uh, I have a good team of people around me, and that's really what's pushing, uh, pushing Wave to that next level. And when you talk about systems, uh, what are for you the most critical systems that you need in order to start outsourcing or start delegating uh, tasks and, and, and projects? So really you need a system of, uh, when it comes to delegation, the system that I've built in a sense is, you know, the team is very, um, close together in a sense where everybody's talking about, you know, day-to-day -day updates, what's going on, really keeping everybody in the loop. Nobody's in the dark on anything. So whenever somebody needs help, it's just immediate action. So this, the systems we've built is really within the team, uh, to make sure that, you know, if somebody needs help. We're there to help and everybody has their allocated tasks. So typically, you know, I could work sometimes on project management with the devs, but the devs are really the ones coding. So if they need any, you know, front end work or, or things of that nature or direction, I'm always there to help them immediately. Uh, so really the system is mostly communication with each other. Yeah. And, and are you writing down uh, everything as well to document? That's a great, great thing. So I'm documenting a lot of my journey right now on LinkedIn through, um, through content, right? Um, obviously, we document everything on the back end, you know, sales, marketing, what works, what doesn't work. But I was, you brought up a good point. What I'm trying to do right now is kind of vlog or introduce a vlog where I document the whole journey of how I'm building Wave Connect from the ground up um, to really showcase, you know, to everybody how, if I can do it or when I do it, uh, that they can learn from my experiences as well. Yeah, and, and do the do the people then give uh, in, input as well? I'm sorry. Do the people give input on your journey on things that you could do differently? Um, for example, honestly, LinkedIn is a crazy, crazy network. Like everybody's so open to giving advice and helping each other. So, like yourself, you know, like when I reached out to you, for example, mm -hmm. you had absolutely no problem to get on a call for even an hour of your time to kind of like break down sales for me, really mm -hmm. showcase to me like which direction I should be taking, how I should break down my sales. So, um, you know, I put myself out there yeah. and I think everybody should, especially in, a, in an era where everything is online, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, look what it's done. It's, it's opened you as a mentor to me in sales. And at the same time, I got into your podcast where I can actually get some more awareness on wave. So, um, yeah, definitely there's a lot of input and us interacting is the, the perfect example of that. Yeah, true. And, and I've seen you interacting with, with some other uh, people as well. Uh, and then, um, how do you, um, decide what advice you will follow and what advice you won't because there are a million of experts and a million yeah. of opinions. Uh, there are a few best practices. So how, how do you decide what, what, what to follow? Yeah. So that's a tough question, right? Because there's, there's definitely advice coming from, from all ends, especially now where, you know, content is everywhere and, you know, there's so many experts in, in different fields and in, in their own right. Um, but really it's, it's a matter of, sort of luck and at the same time, a bit of testing, right? So uh, I try and accumulate the knowledge from yourself who was talking about sales mm-hmm. and as well as, you know, two or three other people. Uh, and then I kind of take the most common stuff that everybody's been saying. And then I test them out myself uh, in the market to see if, if it's actually working or not. And then from there, it's just a matter of experimenting what works and what doesn't work. Um, and then uh, just, just keep iterating and iterating and continuously trying to It's a, it's a, it's a knowledge game when it comes to startups. It's less, it's more about, you know, taking action, but at the same time, uh, a lot of it is based on, uh, just trying and, and learning and the better you are, the better the startup is actually going to be. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good, uh, good thing. Yeah. And when we go back to your startup, um, you started with, um, a business card business, um, in COVID period where there were not a lot of, uh, uh, on-site, uh, events and on-site, um, uh, business meetings. How did you, first of all, decide to go into business, into the business card business? Yeah. So that's a, that's a good story. So I was at the, um, I did my MBA here in Montreal. Okay. And in the MBA program, they pass out paper business cards and it has nothing to do with the MBA. The MBA was amazing. It was the Goodman Institute of investment management here in at, uh, John Molson. Uh, great people, but the business cards never did me any good. Right. So I used to go and, you know, pass them around and typically, you know, the statistic is 88% of people who do receive them tend to throw them out. So really that's not a great statistic when you're trying to close a sale, close a job, close an investor or make a great first impression. Right. So, um, a lot of what we do today is all online, you know, all your socials, all your content, all your websites, videos, yeah, photos, true. you name it, everything is online. And a three by six piece of paper is absolutely, absolutely not doing us any justice, right? So trying to leverage older technology to bridge that gap between what you have to offer online and the in-person space is the reason why, you know, I, I started Wave Connect. I said, there must be a better way to do this, a better way to showcase who you really are, what your brand really stands for. And make those great first impressions because, you know, opportunities are built when talking to people at these events and an 88% chance of, you know, capturing that opportunity is, is not something that, uh, resonated with me. So I was like, let's try and find a way to, to up the statistic and, and really help people open doors. Okay, great. And then you had your idea. Did you, uh, test it somehow by talking to other people to understand if it's has some market potential? Uh, yeah, it was really a scrappy situation to be honest with you. Like no joke. It was, we actually did it through TikTok, shockingly. Oh, well. so, uh, the way it worked is I built, uh, an MVP 
a really basic MVP. Like all it was doing was showcasing your socials, maybe a little bio, and then uh, the card itself to exchange information. Yeah. So I went on TikTok and I just started posting content. This was like a, a year and a half ago when I was looking to to try it out, and. I just started posting and posting and posting and posting. And then I built a landing page on MailChimp. So I was redirecting all the audience I was getting from TikTok who was seeing me like try out the product. They were going back on my landing page. And then the landing page would say, releasing soon, give us your email and we'll contact you once it's, it's uh, in the stores online. And I kept doing that and doing that and doing that until we got a list of maybe a thousand people. And then from that list, uh, we just selected 300 at random and we told them to provide us with their address. They did, we shipped out all the cards and then um, we ended up giving out the survey and talking to the customers to kind of iterate on that and to change, oh, to yeah. see what works, what didn't work. And then once we had traction, we're like, okay, well, 300 people like it. We have a thousand people on the wait list. We ended up opening a Shopify store and launching a pre-order we got a couple thousand dollars in pre-orders off the start without having an actual product. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, there's the validation we need. Let's start, you know, working on this. And that's kind of how it started. So the inception is kind of TikTok, uh, shockingly. Well, yeah, it's very shocking. I think mean, <laughs> haven't heard this before. Um, and how did you combine then um, the validation with the next iterations? And you, you, you had the first product. Uh, probably low uh, low value and selling business card uh, uh, in itself is is low value, uh, very highly transactional. But there it did not end, right? No, so it kept transitioning, right? At first, it was like a way to just share your contact information and socials, and then you know, speaking to customers, we found that there's like a huge need when it comes to sales, right? Typically, a lot of salespeople, and this is just from conversations with uh, with our customers, right? I like to pick up the phone. I'm that type of guy who just calls them up and says, hey, you know, it's the George from Wave Connect. Yeah. You know, let's have a little chat. Uh, tell me what you think about the product. And I've done this with hundreds of customers. So the feedback really for sales was there's a huge problem when it comes to trade shows. Uh, they're, they're coming back from these trade shows with almost 400 to 500 paper business cards, mm-hmm. right? And these paper business cards, they're going back to their office and inputting them in Salesforce, Zoho, HubSpot manually, you know, potentially taking three to four hours. Yeah. You know, and that's just one salesperson. Now imagine you're a company that has 10, 15 salespeople wasting hours every single week or every month, you know, just inputting information over a year, that's going to rack up the costs. Right. Exactly. So really we tried to understand with these salespeople, what exactly they need from these digital business cards, aside from saving money, uh, from going away from paper. And really there, what they said is help me save time, help me in a way where I can I don't have to do the manual work and I can just do the follow-up and close. Right. Yeah. So we ended up working on uh, integrating these digital business cards with uh, the CRM platforms that are out there like HubSpot, Zoho, Google contacts, Salesforce, uh, so that, you know, we're automating these workflows for sales. And uh, that just opened up a huge gate for us before we were B2C, right. Focusing on, Hey, just get away from paper. And now we're more of like an enterprise solution where we're helping sales and marketing showcase their brand, close more sales, automate these workflows and, uh, you know, better their business. Yeah. And, and this approach also requires some different um, way of looking at going to the markets. I mean, before you spoke to individuals, oh. now your B2B process is probably completely different. 
Yeah, so we're still going to individuals. We have that option on the e-com store, so people can always go there and buy one for them, themselves. If they're like an everyday professional or an everyday networker, they have the option to do that. Uh, but definitely the, the way sales is working for us has completely changed, right? So for the B2C part, it was mostly paid ads, uh, video ads, um, just trying to redirect people to the wait list and you know, trying to have like a retargeting campaign. Uh, but now it, it's completely changed. I feel like it's become hard, harder in a sense where there's more effort to be placed, right? Because you have to find the right target, the right people to reach out to. You have to do a, you know, a discovery call at first. You got to do the prospecting. You got to get on that demo. And you really have to showcase the value and how this is going to help them. Um, so really, uh, the, the process has changed completely. It went from, you know, marketing, 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 ads, ads, ads. Now it's looking at... Um, at the sales funnel and trying to refine that with the ads, trying to brand, to give us awareness, right? So, and what is your ideal customer now? Ideal customer right now. So the end user is typically sales, but it seems to me that a lot of the people who are interested in this is typically, uh, you know, the marketing departments, because you know, in the end, a business card or a digital business card is a, is a marketing tool, right? It's mm -hmm. there to put you front and center, to put your business front and center. It's a reflection of who you really are. Uh, so w through, you know, the data that we've, we've aggregated over the months, uh, to us, it seems like marketing is, is where the, where the, um, the interest is coming from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're shifting into more and more into BNB. Um, do you have a type of decision-making process to say, okay, listen, we will follow that route or we will go into, into that direction and how does it look like? Yeah. So it, it is more B2B now in, in terms of direction, it's always a mystery to me. Right. So, you know, sometimes something works and I always think to myself, oh, okay, maybe it can work better. How can I improve on this process or, you know, make it more solid, more robust, more sustainable, something that we can, you know, continue to use over and over again. So, you know, we only launched uh, officially nine months ago. And I would say, in a, from a startup's perspective, that's very, very early, right? I, again, I'm in it for the long term. So nine months to me is just a, a microsecond, but uh, it's, it's always a test, right? I'm not too sure what is going to work for us and what's not going to work. But, you know, I try different angles, I try and see what what might make um, you know, the best for Wave Connect, yeah. And uh, what's your vision with Wave? Where do you want to go to? That's a good question. So really, we want to be the go-to place to change networking forever. So it's a very, 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 you know, big, big goal. Uh, but typically, I say that if you try and hit the moon, sometimes you can hit Andromeda, right? So um, <laughs> a lot of the times, we're just trying to help people really showcase their brand and share everything that they have to offer online so that they can capture opportunities. Like if somebody's able to close a sale and say, Hey, wave connect, help me. Or somebody's able to close an investor and say, you know, wave connect was, was part of that, that that's what fulfills me and makes me super happy is that I was able to open opportunities for people. Um, and that's really what we stand for here. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, yourself, how do you, how do you go, about uh, having to split your time between your full-time job and your uh, side hustle, eh? because probably eh, your passion is with your uh, startup with Wave, um, and then you constantly need to make that uh, mind shift, which which can be pretty draining. So it is. It is very. It is very very draining for sure. Um, it's not hard, right? The company. I mean, it is very hard. <laughs> the The company. Uh, 
you know, Wave Connect is, is bootstrapped. So typically we obviously have revenues flowing that we can reinvest and continue to build, but you know, I'm not backed by any VC or any angel or anything uh, of that sort. So a lot of the times it comes down to myself to, to hold that ship afloat. Mm-hmm. So in some sense, it's good that I have a full-time job because if I ever need to dip into my pockets, I can. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Because you don't have as much time to focus on the business. So uh, it's a matter of setting your priorities, your timeline, uh, Setting your schedule, you have to be very, very rigor- rigorous and dedicated with the schedule you set uh, and stay consistent with it. So, you know, every night for probably an hour, I set my schedule for the next day, make sure I know which tasks I have to do for Wave, which tasks I have to do for, you know, Innovestor. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, uh, I work accordingly. But it, it's not easy. Typically, I work more from five o'clock and later for Wave. Uh, so it, it gets tough to juggle for sure. Yeah, yes, and, and what I what I noticed then by talking to other entrepreneurs, you have a lot of people that work in their business. You as a CEO, you also need to make time and uh, working on your business. So how do you um, block time for this? So it's funny you say that. Recently, I went uh, up north uh, by myself to kind of reflect on exactly that because I felt um, I was too in the business, right? So I'm working on the day-to-day, working with the devs. You know, I was so deep in it that I kind of almost did some UI UX work and it was getting, you know, I wasn't putting enough time on trying to see the bigger vision of things, the bigger processes. So I didn't know what to do at first. I was just trying to figure it out. And then I said, you know what, let me disconnect for, you know, three days and just go up north, you know, no human interactions, you know, no no, no setup, no work from home setup. Let me just go up there, sit by the lake and really just reflect on myself for a little bit. And I found that, you know, doing these on a monthly basis actually helps me quite a lot because I'm able to focus on the business and not be in the business. I'm able to disconnect from it and really figure out, you know, what path we need to, we need to go in, you know, what's the next steps for wave, who we need to hire next uh, and things of that nature. So really mm-hmm. disconnecting from the city life in Montreal is definitely the, uh, the thing that's helped me. And do you have like a routine on how you handle a day like this? Like a, a, an own agenda or do you just sit there and wait until ideas come? Honestly, I just sit there. I just reflect the nature. I just, you know, sit down, enjoy my time, take hikes and really just the ideas start flowing and I have a notebook. So I yeah. just take notes or I have Evernote. Evernote is a great tool, guys. They're not sponsors, but check them out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes, that sounds good. And I, I heard it also people, and, and I'm also um, uh, doing this now, one day being completely out, uh, thinking I'm also an avid note taker. Um, I love the, I'm, they're not a sponsor either, uh, either but like uh, <laughs> the notebooks, uh, they're, the paper is a, is a fantastic, uh, they're- There you go, we have uh, the same one. <laughs> oh, great. Writing on paper for me gives still something more. It really, is in your system then rather than just uh, typing uh, and also use Notion and others, but writing on paper for me really, really helps me um, uh, ordering my, my thoughts. Um, yeah, for sure. And then how do you transform the ideas and the insights you had from that day into execution to work on your startup? That's, that's a very good question. Um, when, so a lot of these ideas are grand, grandiose ideas, right? They're like, okay, what's the direction of the whole company? So 
you know, it's great to have these huge ideas and, you know, big vision of where we're going to go. But at the same time, we have to, you know, be mindful of the direction we are right now. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I would come back home uh, from this like three day vacation in a sense, mm -hmm. uh, and just write down what I think is actionable right now and break them down into micro actions. So really in this three days that I'm out, I'm, I'm looking at the macro view and then I come back and I break it down in a micro. So what steps can I take today? Uh, you know, step one, two, three, four, five, going down the list. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to help me achieve that goal if that's the direction I want to take. Mm -hmm. So really breaking down those big, big, big ideas into mini sections and then, you know, continuing down those mini sections. So, yeah. And, and do you delegate them uh, parts of these sections to the rest of your team? Yeah, depending on whether it's marketing focused, sales focused, or death focused, for sure, I, I delegate and I bring it up with them. I have a discussion. I tell them, hey, guys, you know, I came up with this and I want to get your thoughts on, you know, is this feasible? How long will it take? Uh, is this, is your workload too much right now? Do we have to like put this on pause? You know, what, especially with startups now, the, the resources are so limited, especially if you're bootstrapped, right? And working a full time job. So priority is key, like the number one focus or the advice I would give to all aspiring entrepreneurs out there, if you want to do your own thing, is really prioritize uh, with so much detail that, you know, nothing slips through the cracks, really pick your points properly and, and uh, you know, have some conviction with those points. Like you, ha you put them on the board, then you get those done and you make sure that those are the priority because a lot of the times you want to do everything. Yeah. Um, there's so much to do, right? But you, you have to be laser, laser focused on, on the tasks at hand. Yeah. And, and when you're overcome by uh, overwhelm, how then do you prioritize? Because I said that there's so much going on. Uh, so what are for you uh, some, some tips there? So really, I see what works best for my team, right? Because they're, they're an extension of me and my brand and, you know, our company. So uh, I, whenever I have tasks, I always, always, you know, have a chat with them to see what they're able to do, what works best for them. Um, mm -hmm. and then, you know, if we come to an accord on, on what exactly we need to do, that's when we put that down on the board and say, okay, this is the task we're going to do. And the reasons why is because, you know, we have the time for it. It's going to help our customers and it's going to help our bottom line as well. So we're able to continue business while making our customers happy. So really those are the two criterias, well, three criterias. So what the team wants, you know, what the customers want and are we going to survive if we get this done, you know? Yeah, great. And um, do you have people like uh, helping you, mentors or coaches that, that you can go to? Yeah, so I have a lot of coaches um, on LinkedIn that I speak to, like, you know, in a sense that I find as men as mentors, you know? Um, like yourself, for example, I find you as a mentor to me in terms of sales. You know, we had one discussion, yeah. or multiple actually, you know, uh, through LinkedIn, but, you know, to me that that's a mentor, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we, we also, I also have some other people as well, but in terms of advisory board, uh, people mm -hmm. that are on board wave, we do have, uh, Kevin Conabry, uh, who is a Techstar alumni mm -hmm. and he's helped us quite a lot when it comes to, you know, our direction, our vision, where we should be going. You know, he's really putting us, uh, putting us on, on the, on the right track. So, yeah, I find like you need to have a circle around you that knows more than you do. Uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, everybody knows this, then, you know, it's tough to progress. You need to learn from the people who are better than you. So I like to surround myself with people who have that expertise that, you know, I'm missing.
Yeah, that's a great one. And, and yeah, that, that's often the case when people uh, don't like to hire people that are smarter because it makes them feel insecure. Uh, however, in a startup, you, def- <laughs> you need a learning mindset that you need people that are smarter and better than you. Uh, otherwise, you will, uh, yeah, yeah, you won't progress uh, at all. And you're going to Mm-hmm. That's true. I see it too often. A lot of entrepreneurs just don't surround themselves with people that are smarter because they find, you know, I don't know if it's an ego thing or not, but typically you want to be surrounded by people who know much more than you do. So, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, maybe the fundamental question. So you're no uh, bootstrapping, you have a side hustle. It takes a lot of uh, strain on your personal life. Uh, I don't want to make it sound too hard, but to prepare my <laughs> Why becoming an entrepreneur then? Why not enjoying the the corporate life or the nine to five life? I like to challenge myself, man. And I get this question a lot is why do you want to do this to yourself? Right. And really the answer is uh, I like to challenge myself at its limits. Right. So, you know, and I find entrepreneurship, building a company is, is, you know, radically tough. You know, it, it's not, it's not something that's easy to do. It's, it's easy to work a nine to five and wake up and, you know, do your job and leave at five, but it's not easy to manage a team, to build a company, to, you know, get customers, to, to build something and that changes the world in a sense. So, um, typically the, the, the first thing would be because it, it's a big challenge to me and I like to challenge myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, and if you look at, uh, if you're looking back at your journey and I'm, I have to think about TikTok, it's a brilliant idea. And if you look at <laughs> the journey in the beginning, um, um, what did you wish that you had before you started? A bigger network, yeah. uh, for sure. A bigger network, for sure. It, people open doors for people, right? Um, yeah. they don't just open themselves unless you want to kick them down, but Typically, it's easier to kick a, a door down when you're a group of people, right? So, uh, having having a more robust network, you know that that could have guided me uh, earlier, maybe to get started earlier, right? Because we launched nine months ago, but maybe we could have launched two years ago. Um, so, yeah, definitely taking the opportunity, probably when you know I was much younger, to get myself out there more, to network more, to build connections to build that base, right? Because when you're younger, when you're 18, 19, 20, you know, you don't really think of these things, right? You want to go out with your friends, you want to drink, you want to you know, do some fun stuff. So um, if I had that mindset really to to network and get myself out there more, I'm sure it would have reaped a lot of um, rewards going forward. But, you know, it's never too late. We started now, so uh, definitely better now than never. So build a network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. And how do you build today uh, on your network? Uh, on, uh, I mean, uh, off, uh, offline, online, how do you do it? Yeah, so uh, to build a network, I do it. I try and take every channel possible, right? Like nowadays, everything is a lot, very prominent online. So mm-hmm. I take the opportunity any way I can to reach out to people that I want to connect with um, and take any opportunity to actually, you know, connect with people who reach out to me. So I see a lot of times on LinkedIn, people just don't respond, uh, to people reaching out. I find that a huge missed opportunity. If anybody reaches out to me and they tell me, Hey, George, let's go for a chat, a coffee chat. I'm there in a second, in a flash, you know, uh, if anything, I'll teleport to that coffee shop and just talk to the guy. So, um, I do it through LinkedIn and then definitely I attend as many events as possible. Uh, so I was just at an expo uh, yesterday, uh, expo entrepreneur here in Montreal. So I had the chance to talk with, you know, hundreds of founders, accelerator programs. Um, 
I find that you build the best connections when it's in person. Yeah. It, it's different than when you do it online because you actually get that face-to-face -face interaction. You really feel for the person. But um, I would say use every channel possible, whether it's virtual, in-person, um, to just get to know somebody. Yeah, and, and for me, uh, remote is here to stay anyways. And I think the world went through a big paradigm shift with uh, the whole COVID situation where we were forced to work remotely. The advantage is you can network with people from all over the world, basically. Uh, time zones might be kind of a, a limit, but it creates opportunities. Um, um, uh, Look at this, like you're across the ocean and we got to meet each other. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and maybe when you start hiring salespeople, it's going to be so much more easier to find people overseas rather than really being looking at the Americas and, and then only in a later stage uh, moving uh, moving abroad. So it has created opportunities and uh, it, it's really, uh, we have to seize the moment. Uh, and I think we're all doing this. Yeah, for sure. Like there's, I find like there's no more excuses, right? Like maybe you didn't like to be in person. Well, guess what? Now you can be in virtual setting and you know, you don't have to be physically in that space. So yeah. if anybody's looking to build their brand, build their network, you know, you have to meet with people, you have to connect with them. Yeah. When I was traveling in the past, I was, uh, yeah, oh, many, many, many hours in the plane. And then, uh, three, four days, uh, some intense meetings, but all in all, it was like, uh, five, 10, uh, 15 meetings in, uh, over three, four days while now sitting behind your desk, you can have, uh, well, maybe t 10 meetings, uh, in the morning, half hour, uh, catch ups, uh, coffee chats, uh, you name it. So exactly. Really, uh, completely uh, changed the, the play field. For sure. For sure. Um, and, and do you think there is a way on the on the online side to use Wave? Uh, I mean, as, as an online network tool? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we're releasing now, well, um, very soon in a few weeks, uh, a way to share uh, your profile online. So on the top right corner, probably around somewhere here, you'll have like a Zoom background QR code. So even if you're in a hybrid setting, you can always exchange your contact information. You can also share all your online um, channels using a hybrid setting. Then we're also going to introduce um, wave and email signatures. So you can also share everything in person, but now we're also bringing that to the, to the hybrid space. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's really brilliant. Then uh, when you have a round table with uh people that you haven't met yet, you can scan them and you have your contact details uh, and everything else that they have to offer too. Yeah. yeah. Really, really brilliant. And you, you're still in the process of developing and uh, to go back on the product side to developing an, yeah. um, an enterprise module. Can you tell us more about this and, and maybe also specifically why you absolutely need it to, to break through? Yeah. So this is a product of, uh, speaking to our customers really like, this is not something that we had foreseen in the pipeline. It's just based out of, you know, discovery with our clients. And what people are really looking for is a platform where they're able to manage all the digital business cards, all the networking efforts of um, their employees. Because typically right now, what they're doing is, is paper business cards, right? There's no uh, way to track how well your salespeople or your team is doing um, at these networking events. And there's no way to put your best foot forward using these paper business cards. So companies are coming to me and telling me, Hey, George, uh, like, is there a way I can, you know, do this from, you know, on a managerial level to, to kind of, you know, 
see the digital business cards of the hundred of employees I have and, and, and manage them centrally. So that's, that's something that we kept hearing month over month, over month, over month. And we're like, okay, well, you know, the market's speaking to us, let's, let's do this. So we started uh, devising a wait list, speaking to our customers and tell them, Hey, this is coming out very soon. Is this something you'd be interested in? Do you want us to put you on the list? And then that way we can get in touch with you going forward. Um, and do that. So we want to capture the opportunities today and make sure that, you know, these companies are willing to pay for it before we start building it. And, you know, we're gauging that interest and it seems to be very positive and we've started developing the product and it should release very soon. And then from there, it's going to accelerate, um, you know, our go to market down the B2B side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, I, I want to come back briefly to the, to the wait list. Um, yeah. Do you nurture them? How do you keep them uh, uh, updated and, and still alive? Uh, the people, on, I mean, the people on the waiting list. Through communication, it's it's you know, with all this technology, with everything that's happening, we tend to forget that it's you know, phones exist in a sense where you can just pick up the phone and call somebody. Uh, so that's typically what I do. You know, so you know, if I'm talking to a business dev manager at company X. Or, or company Y, I just pick up the phone and tell them, you know, hey, Jack, how's it going? This is George from Wave Connect. Uh, I'd love to catch up, get to know your feedback. What are you guys looking for? Are things working for you? And I try and do this on a monthly or, you know, two month basis where I just catch up with my clients and, and talk to them to see how things are going. So I try and have a more personal connection with them more than anything. Yeah. Um, we definitely have like inbound marketing. So when you sign up, you get, you know, um, kind of showcase what wave can do for you, but nothing beats getting on the phone and actually having a chat with somebody. Yeah. 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 Great. And, and talking about what wave can do, what are the other things that you do to make sure that the people are using your product uh, correctly, or at least that they know all the benefits? Yeah. Great question. So it's, it's not too hard to understand, but at the same time, sometimes uh, some people miss it. So, uh, the way it works is is relatively simple, right? It's you just connect your profile to your card and mm -hmm. then you can share it at any time or through a QR code. But to keep people informed, it's definitely through inbound marketing. So somebody goes through our funnel, becomes a user. Once they become a user, what we do from there is uh, we send out a series of emails which you know inform the user on the best practices, how to create their account, you know, um, what they should be doing or how they should be connecting with people, the options that they have to share, like the Zoom background, the email signature, mm -hmm. um, the card itself, the QR code. So uh, we do this informationally through emails, through content on LinkedIn, and at the same time through uh, blogs on our website. So in case they want to learn more, they can always check that out. Yeah. And, and do you have some uh, uh, best practices? I mean, what works best for you? So what works best for me in terms of of, so of, of people that uh, know that, okay, they get it. They understand the product. Um, what type of onboarding it, is it? What type of uh, content is it that really helps uh, them? Yeah. So we definitely track what's going on on the inbound side, right? To see how many people are actually clicking the blog to learn more. Uh, but really we do have Google analytics as well on our platform to really see the engagement um, of people yeah. and, and, you know, are they sharing these profiles? You know, how many times are they interacting or connecting with people? So these kinds of things, you know, the higher the engagement goes, the more we feel we're doing a good job on, um, you know, helping people connect. And we're just trying to make it as easy as possible for people to find that information. Like I said, through marketing, uh, 
emails or blogs and things of that nature. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that sounds great. And when we go back to you as, as an entrepreneur, you, you are uh, side hustling, uh, to say it again. Do you have a type of um, a moment that you say, okay, listen, this is the moment I really will have to make a decision uh, to go uh, full in, uh, in, in wave? Yeah, eventually, uh, it's it's something that that will happen if we continue the way it goes right now. Um, yeah. I haven't, you know, right now I'm just trying to work as much as possible on on both, but it's not something that, you know, it it, it just you get that gut feeling. I don't know how to explain it. You know, you um, you just have to get that. You know, it just clicks in your head, and you're like, okay, well, now it's exactly time. I need to jump, and you'll know when it comes right there's you know you can't plan for something like that so i just have to wait to get that feeling and then uh take the leap of faith <laughs> yeah yeah great I'm, I'm gonna go a bit deeper into this but first of all you you're bootstrapped is your goal to remain bootstrapped that's a great question too man you're hitting me with a lot of good questions <laughs> <Andrew>. <laughs> um in in my eyes right now i find that if I want to go faster, I'm going to need to raise, um, you know, a lot of startups fail because they're just not fast enough. Competitors catch up. Yeah. So it is, it is in the pipeline to eventually raise uh, a pre-seed. So it's something I'm looking at right now. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to switch from a bootstrap company to a company that's now getting funded. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I often hear as eh? speed versus, uh, ownership. Um, Mailchimp. Mailchimp is an you know amazing example of a bootstrap company that continued to stay bootstrapped. It took yeah. them you know ten fifteen years to get there. Yeah. Uh, I find like in a space like mine, it's it's easy for a competitor to to get in the market. You know, yeah. so speed is um, something that's you know very important for me right now. So getting that funding will help us accelerate that platform, accelerate the marketing initiatives. You know, get a sales team. Um, to really start pushing this to the next level. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. And, and I, I think definitely when you go into the B2B space, sales cycles tend to be longer than B2C, of course. Uh, yeah. You build up your sales funnel, you need certain bandwidth, uh, including multiple salespeople to actually build that uh, pipeline up. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I get it. And um, on, on that side, how much of your time do you spend on actually selling? So a lot of the times right now it's mostly inbound. So it's through our marketing efforts and, okay. you know, referrals or people who are using the card and somebody experienced wave and they reach out. So it's less outbound, more inbound. And that's why I'm, I'm looking into doing the transition to yeah. st start making outbound because it's, uh, it's about that time that we start, um, being a bit more aggressive on, on our sales. And, and your goal is like what summer? Yeah. Our goal is probably before the end of August. Okay. Okay. And so we have, we've started devising an outbound strategy. We've started doing it. We started implementing it slowly again. Like, um, it's nothing that's refined to a point that it's repeatable, yeah. right? I find like, I'm just trying to scrap as many leads left and right as possible, but, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around building this repeatable system in sales, you know, that I can scale with salespeople, uh, SDRs, uh, demo closers and things like that. Yeah, 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 and, and definitely that's why documenting is so important that you understand what works, what doesn't, that you don't have to constantly reiterate uh, to understand what works and what doesn't. Exactly. Yeah, 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 great. 
Um, all right. So uh, if, if you look back at the, the, your journey, what do you wish you, you had done differently? Okay. Probably go to B2B to route straight from, from the top, right? Like, um, you know, we built this for with having in mind that we're going to be an e-commerce store going the B2C route. But if I had this vision of going B2B, you know, from the, from the start, probably the, the platform would have been done by now. Um, and we've already racked up some, um, some more, uh, sales from, from that front. But in the end, um, I'm happy I, I got to where I am right now because I learned a lot on the way, failed a lot. Um, yeah. and the reason we got to where we are right now is because we learned from those failures and then continue to adapt. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy the way it, uh, it played out yeah. and it's okay. still playing out. So <laughs> yeah, well, you, you build them, you're building up momentum. So, uh, it looks great. <laughs> And uh, if you look at um, any inspiration, so uh, do you have any podcasts, any books that really inspired you or really helped you uh, moving forward? Yes, I have a lot of books that I um, that helped me quite a lot. So the first one is uh, The Lean Startup. That's definitely one I suggest for any entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, the second one would be Blitzscaling. So super important book, it really talks about you know, the importance of speed for startups. Um, and then I'm also now reading a book called Hooked. So it's the way to build products that stick with customers. So I highly recommend those three books. Okay, great. Thank you. And do you have any podcasts as well? Do you have time to listen to podcasts? Yes, there is a very good, very, very good podcast that I'm listening to recently, actually. Uh, these guys are making a killing on LinkedIn. It's called, um, it's by Refine Labs. I started a week ago, so um, I can actually get you the name. I have it right here. Give me one second. So it's called uh, State of Demand Gen. State of Demand Gen, okay. Yeah, by Refine Labs. It's on Spotify. Okay, uh, and it talks about it as well, yeah. Yeah, it's really um, a podcast that talks about demand gen, less than lead gen. Um, and they have some some crazy good content, so definitely suggest you look into that will do thank you um all right then we are nearing the end i have one final question um when, when you look at people there is not one entrepreneur that hasn't started with an idea and then hasn't uh, pivoted what is for you the moment to pivot moment to pivot so moment to pivot 100%, like I'm super confident with saying this is you're typically not building this for yourself, right? You're typically, it starts because you come out with a need internally to, to fix something, but in the end, you're really building it for your customers, right? So really listen to what they have to say, listen to their feedback because there's sometimes they don't know what they want, but they give you clues, right? So in the emails that they send you in the conversations that you have and the way they use your product, so really focus on their needs, what they're telling you, uncover those secrets, and then build going forward for what they want. And that's what kind of is the catalyst to, to an iteration. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And, and how then do you distinguish between following the customer and following what they actually need? Uh, if you look at Ford, he said, if uh, I did what the customers wanted, I was, I bred faster horses uh, rather than... <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So not every customer is correct, right? But typically when you get a lot of data, you'll, you'll be able to understand, you know, if one customer is telling you to ride horses, don't jump in and ride horses. But, you know, if you have, you know, a hundred or a thousand or 2000 customers that are saying something around the same lines, then, you know, based on that data that you have, you know, the scale is moving towards this end and that's, that's kind of what you need to focus on. Yeah. Okay. Great input. Thank you very so much. Customer, customer feedback mixed with a bit of data and, you know, typically you'll get to a decision that sort of makes sense. Yeah. And, and I really like that you, you, you talk constantly about picking up the phone, talking to the customers, getting insights. So, uh, I think that's, uh, a key of success, uh, quite some founders are reluctant in talking to their customers to have an idea to right. something and then nobody is actually needing this. And, and I really like the way you work with iterations, getting that feedback from the customers. So, uh, yeah, well done. Thank you, Cedric. I so, learned from the best. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It will work out, man. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> really looks uh, positive for you. Thank you so much. And with this, I would like to thank you. Uh, in participating in the podcast, being my guest. Um, I really love the learnings and uh, I wish you a lot of success with the wave. Thank you, Cedric. Super happy to be here. And to the audience, let's go. <laughs>